Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto with your next chapter of Threads. So yesterday, Yuming and her friend Jing and the brothers Kai and Lee from the factory all escaped and they actually made it. So they are in the forest right now and they're still really close to the factory, but we're going to see if they can make it out and figure out what to do. So here's your next chapter. Chapter 12, July 4th through 6th. Evanston, Illinois, Clara. Upstairs in my room, I open the family laptop and study the map of Hebei province for the millionth time. I look from Beijing, in the center of the province, to the thick jagged mountains to the north. So remember, like I said before, a province is like a state. So all she knows is that she's in like this state, right? And that's not a lot to go off of, but she knows there's um, certain things nearby. So she's trying to figure out where she's going to go. My red suitcase is already packed and waiting in the middle of the room, even though we aren't leaving until the day after tomorrow. Downstairs, Dad just got off the phone with his brother in Spain, and now he's on the phone with Grandma. I imagine her sitting in her kitchen in Minneapolis, picking nervously at her nail polish. Are you sure this is a good idea, Al? She's probably asking. Are you sure you and Elise can afford it? With all those hospital bills. I want to shake Lola in excitement. We're really doing this! I screamed to her in my mind before looking back at the screen. So remember, Claire is still imagining that she's seeing Lola, like she's hanging out with her and talking to her. Yuming wrote that she was a few hours outside of Beijing in Hebei province, but who knows where exactly? I mean, Hebei province is probably the same size as Illinois. I ignore this thought because it makes me feel kind of sick, and I open up a Beijing city map. I trace the outline of the massive city with my eyes, the miles and miles of land, before closing the internet window. I wonder what Yuming is doing now. Almost two months have passed since she wrote that note. The summer that I was going into first grade, we went to Minneapolis for a month. I barely remember anything about the trip, but I do remember that Lola had a huge argument with mom and dad before we left. I was standing in her doorway, confused, watching her scream and stomp her feet. Her blue suitcase was on her bed, crammed full with all her stuffed animals. Where are we going to put your clothes? Mom had asked, baffled, as she stood next to Lola's bed. I could tell she was trying not to smile, and I ran to Lola's side. Don't laugh, I had demanded. Dad came in, a stack of folded laundry in his arms. What's going on in here? He looked at Lola, her suitcase, and me over, and then raised his eyebrows at Mom. Now you're laughing at me too, Lola had screamed, her hands on her hips, tears flying out of her eyes. It's not funny. I remember studying her, confused. How was she going to bring any clothes? And why would she want all her stuffed animals to come with us? We were just going to Grandma Betty's. I dug through her suitcases. There were animals in there that I didn't even know she had. They must have been buried under her bed for years. I turned to Mom and Dad and put my hands on my hips, just like Lola. This is Lola's suitcase. I said. She can pack whatever she wants. The room was silent, except for the sounds of Lola sniffling. Honey, Mom had said, finally, crouching in front of Lola, her face serious. Are you worried about what's going to happen to your animals when you're gone? 
I cannot leave anyone behind, Lola had declared. Not one animal. How do you think it would feel to be completely left behind? Tears were streaming down her face. Mom had nodded and wiped her own eyes, and Dad had gone to the phone that used to be on the table in the hallway. It was tan with black buttons. I wonder where it went. I haven't thought of that phone in forever. Do you guys ever do that where there's like an object and it disappears? You know, you just don't use it anymore, so it goes away. And you just don't think about it. And suddenly you have a memory and you remember this object from years and you're like, whoa, what happened to that? I know I do that. He called Valerie, who lived across the street and sometimes babysat for us. After he talked to her for a few minutes, we piled all of Lola's stuffed animals, except for one small green alligator, into our plastic wagon and pulled it across the street. Valerie told Lola that she'd look after them free of charge until we got home, and she never smiled, not even a little bit. Valerie lives in New York now. I haven't seen her since the funeral. I look at the date on my phone as if staring at it will make July 6th come sooner. I open the weather app and check the forecast for Beijing. It's hot and humid, with rain likely in the evenings, the same as the last time we were there. Hang tight, Yuming, I say in my head. I'm on my way. By Wednesday, I'm starting to feel like I might be going completely crazy. Every time I look at the clock, I had 14 hours to the time and try and imagine what Yuming might be doing. Is she working? Eating? I wonder where she sleeps. I remember the mountains that we could see from our hotel window in Beijing, and I picture Yuming sitting at the sewing table, looking out a window at those very same mountains. I find the laptop in Mom and Dad's room and send two of the maps I saved to the printer. As I do, a wave of panic washes over me. We're leaving in a few hours, and I still haven't figured out how I'm going to convince Mom and Dad that we should find and visit a factory prison that's a few hours outside of the city. Eh, you'll figure it out, Lola would say. You've got a long flight ahead of you. To think. I can practically see her grinning at me over the banister as I walk downstairs to collect my maps. Mom is standing next to the sink, rummaging through a cabinet. Hey, honey, did you print something out or was that Dad? She puts a bottle of Advil into a Ziploc of toiletries. It was me, I say calmly. The second map is pulsing its way out of the printer. Mom zips up the plastic bag and walks past me toward the stairs. Oh, maps? She asks, glancing over my shoulder. Yeah, I thought it would be cool to know ahead of time what's what. Mom stops and smiles at me. She has dark circles under her eyes. I guess the last time you were in China, you were just a kid, huh? I guess so. I'm sure Mom is thinking about the fact that I'm growing up and Lola isn't. And I can't bear the thought of that. So we're leaving in an hour? She looks at her watch. An hour and a half. I nod and run up the stairs with my maps, past the smiling ghost of my sister. In my bedroom, I fold the papers and tuck them into the inside pocket of my pink backpack next to the copies of Yuming's note and photograph. I have to come up with a plan, and time is running out. Help me, Lola, I think. I need to find the pink factory that's somewhere outside the capital of China. I need to somehow get us there. And then I need to figure out how to get Yuming out. And that's the end of chapter 12. Come back next week to find out what happens next.